Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. The first reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed and his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by the works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Since we live by Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks that they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. Damn, the dolls must really go for you. Can you teach me that? <laughs> oh, shut up. No, in a couple of days, everything will be just the way it was. They'll see. They'll see. I'm still Andy's favorite toy. Say there, lizard and stretchy dog. Let me show you something. It looks as though I've been accepted into your culture. Your chief, Andy, inscribed his name on me. Wow! With permanent ink, too! Now, you gotta promise to take good care of these guys. They mean a lot to me. What? Why am I alive? <gasps> you are a toy. Jesse, Ham, Buzz, Bo, Rex, Potato Head. Ah! Hey, watch it. Aw, Sheriff Woody, always coming to the rescue. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guess what? It is week four of... 
the gospel according to Toy Story, uh, thinking about all the different themes that we find within this movie uh, or the whole movie series, Toy Story. And so we're on to the final episode of this particular worship series. Uh, So I'm going to ask that you pray with me as we begin. Gracious and almighty God, God, I I thank you uh, for speaking through so many different, uh, so many different ways. Uh, whether that is through, through scripture, through prayers, through worship, music, through even movies, the way that you speak to us is just amazing. And so, God, I ask that, uh, that the words that I speak now would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words for your people, your message for your people today. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I got to say, it's been incredibly interesting to go back over these past Toy Story movies and find some of those major themes that are, that are in these storylines. The situations that are brought up are ones that, that we all face in our lives. They're indicated in, they, are, they are kind of that human condition, the situations that we experience. And therefore, we seem to be able to relate to a lot of the characters And I wonder if there's been a specific character in these movies, if you've been watching them, uh, that you find yourself relating to more than any other. Which character might that be in your life? Are you more like Woody or Buzz or or Slinky or or Rex? Maybe Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head? You might remember a a worship series we had a few years ago. Uh, It was called Storyteller. We discussed a few of the parables of Jesus and how they informed us, uh, how they informed the people of the ancient Near East, uh, as well as how those stories informed us today. Jesus told stories. And within these stories, we found deeper meanings for us and how to live our lives. Uh, In Toy Story, just like many movies, we can place ourselves into the narratives of these stories, finding ourselves within them. And so if we are to find the sacred in the secular, where do we find glimpses of the kingdom in the movies that we love? Where do we find the gospel story in the midst of Toy Story? In the fourth movie, we find the toys wrestling with a specific question, among others, as usual. The question is actually, though, it's raised by a new toy called Forky. I always seem to find that strange because I thought his name should have been Sporky. Uh, But it's Forky. Uh, But this toy is not built or made in a factory. He's made by Bonnie. And Bonnie is the little girl that we were introduced to last week. She is shy. She is quiet, especially when when it comes to her orientation to kindergarten. During the arts and crafts time that they have, she creates this new toy, Forky, as he is made out of things that Woody finds in a trash can, including a spork. So I want you to see Forky's creation.
So Bonnie creates this new toy from items which have been discarded. While, while we know that Bonnie is not God, it does point us in a direction of our creator who took all of us from the dust of the earth and created life from it. Genesis chapter 2 tells us, Then the Lord God formed the human from the dust of the ground and breathed into its nostrils the breath of life, and the human became a living creature. Forky is created to be in a relationship with Bonnie. It is the most important toy to Bonnie at that moment. We are created to be in a relationship with with our creator. But you see, Forky doesn't see it this way. He has a different view of himself and he struggles with his self-worth. I don't know if any of us have ever struggled with our self-worth. But of course, in Toy Story, Woody is always there to help him. And so here is Forky and his struggles. Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. Hey, it's okay. Come on out. That's it. Come on, there you go. Come on, let's get you out of there. You got this. Good, good. Everyone, I want you to meet Forky. Golly, Bob Hatt. Look how long his arms are. Trash? No, no, toys. They're all toys. Trash. No, no, no. That's the trash. These are your friends. Hello. Trash. No, no, it's okay. Trash. Woody, I have a question. Um, well, actually, not just one. I have all of them. I have all the questions. Uh, why does he want to go to the trash? Because he was made from trash. Look, I know this is a little strange, but you got to trust me on this. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. Important? He's a spork. Yes, yeah, I know, but this spork, this toy is crucial to Bonnie getting adjusted to kindergarten. Uh, yes. Forky believes that he is trash. Even though he is Bonnie's favorite toy, he's going to stop at nothing to return from where he came from, the trash can. But as he begins to understand that he is valued by Bonnie and other toys, Forky comes up with this really big question and probably one that we've all asked ourselves at some point in our lives. Who am I 
and why am I here? Who am I and why am I here? What's the meaning of life? Some of you will know that the answer to that question is 42, but there's so much more to it than that. And so before we get to that question, I wanted you to see uh, one of the other themes that, that is found in this fourth, ep- or this fourth installment of Toy Story. As he is in the rest of the series, there's always a struggle between good and evil. And of course, that plays out in our lives as well, doesn't it? And it's also throughout Scripture. This whole idea of good and evil. We can go all the way back to the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis and see how this affects us for thousands and thousands of years. Well, in this installment, we are introduced to Gabby Gabby. Gabby Gabby is a, is a little doll with a, with a big problem. Uh, her voice box is broken. And she feels like this is the reason that no child wants her. But then Woody enters her life. And she realizes that he has just the thing that she needs to make her whole again and make herself worthy of a child's love. And so here is your introduction to Gabby Gabby. Uh, thank you for your help. I haven't seen Bo in years. May I ask, when were you made? Me? Uh, I'm not sure. Late 50s? (gasps) Me too! Gee, I wonder if we were made in the same factory. Wouldn't that be something? I gotta say, you are in great condition. Well, I try to stay active. And look at that! You have a voice box like me. Benson, show him. Oh, that's, that's really not necessary. Wow, you need to fix that. My record works just fine. It's the voice box that's broken. Does yours still work? Hey! There's a snake in my boot! Listen to that. Let's see it. I bet it's the same type. Oh, no, no, no thanks. Mine's sewn inside. <laughs> Is Bo around here because we need... Oh, the story's about to open. Don't worry. We'll take you where no one will see oh, us. Oh, oh, no. We can't stay. <laughs> yes, you can. You can't leave yet. You have what I need. Right inside there. You see, Woody's voice box works just like it should, while Gabby Gabby's doesn't. And she has plans of replacing hers with Woody's. A little later in the movie, Forky is taken and held for ransom so that Gabby can get Woody's voice box. Woody in this movie sacrifices his voice box for Forky. He offers the ransom for someone else. And this certainly has a theme that we find throughout Scripture and the foundation of our Christian faith. Jesus pays the ransom for our souls so that we can have everlasting life. There's even a spot in this movie when all the toys are trying to figure out what they should do in a particular situation. And in order to come to the right decision, they ask themselves a question. They actually say this. They said, what would Woody do? Sounds familiar. I think there was a time when uh, the big phrase out there was, what would Jesus do? 
Well, like all of our lives, the presenting issue is never the actual issue. Gabby Gabby desires the one thing that she thinks will make her life whole again. But what she really wants is just to be loved. She wants to be valued. She wants to be cared for. That's all she wants. That's all we want. We want to be loved. However, what she finds is that even after she receives the new voice box, she doesn't receive the love that she desires. She was looking for love in all the wrong places. But I think that brings us back to our main question today. Forky asks, who am I and why am I here? What is his purpose in life? And while we could say that that he was created to be a toy and to bring joy to Bonnie's life, that might be a little too simplistic for us. Who are you? What are you doing here? What is your purpose in life? Existential questions that we all wrestle with, some more than others. What is the meaning of life? I asked some of the most informed minds in this world this question, and I want to share with you the answers that that they gave me, hoping that it might shed a little light for you. I asked Google, and Google's response was 42. Now, for those of you who don't quite get that, 42 is is the meaning of life as answered in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Then I asked Alexa, And she said that it was as Eleanor Roosevelt said, that the purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, and to reach out eagerly without fear for newer and richer experiences. And so then not leaving anyone out, I asked Siri. I got to say that really quiet because some other devices might just go off. Uh, And asked the same question, but all she came up with was a definition of the meaning of life, the definition of life not too helpful. However, if we look to our faith tradition and scripture for answers to the same question, we come up with something far greater. Answering the question of why we are here becomes rooted in our faith and the teachings of Jesus Christ. I feel like there are three different aspects of why we actually exist. First, God created us in God's image. This is the image of love. We are created in love and in the image of God's love. Ephesians that we had read this morning, Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 tells us, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. We are here to understand and to receive God's love. Just as Forky receives uh, Bonnie's love, we are to receive God's love. God created us in love, instilled God's love in our hearts, and gave us a mind to actually understand this love. Second, Galatians 5.25 reminds us to live by the Spirit and also to keep in step with the Spirit. By embodying the fruit of the Spirit, we reciprocate love back to God. Through our actions, we participate in this love of God, knowing, knowing and loving our creator as we do this. This is the first part of the great commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so we are to understand and receive God's love. We are also to love God in return. But if you know the great commandment, you know 
that there is more. So finally, we are to pass on God's love. Remember that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. This is not the emotional love or even the brotherly love that we talk about, but it is the agape love of God. This is the unconditional love that we are loved with by God and therefore are called to love others in the same way. This is done through our words and actions. This is done through sharing the blessings, sharing in the burdens. This is what Kimberly just talked about. Whether or not she understood that while she was preparing this message that this is what it was going to be about, God knew. And God knew that this is what we were going to talk about today. Such an important reason of why we are here. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we are God's masterpiece. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works. We have been created for good works, to love our neighbor, to share our blessings with all of those around us. This is the major portion of why we are here. This gives us a glimpse into the meaning of life, and it is not 42. The meaning of life is to understand and receive God's love, to love God in return, and to love our neighbors. That is our purpose. How, how do you understand this meaning of life? Do you know your purpose? So in this final clip from Toy Story, it's a couple of different clips kind of mashed together, really short one. I want to show you how even Woody struggles with his identity. While Woody is not immune to this struggle and doubt, even though he spent the last four movies helping others find their way and understand their purpose, he still struggles, especially as he mentions how hard it is. And so listen to the voice that speaks to Woody. Why am I alive? You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh, yeah. I was made to help a child. I don't remember it being this hard. Woody, somebody's whispering in your ear. Everything's gonna be okay. Why am I alive? You're Bonnie's toy. You are so, going to help create. <laughs> that was a clip right around. Life is not always easy. And many times we struggle and we doubt along the way. We doubt our purpose. We doubt uh, the meaning that we have in our life. But you see, if we are able to find our purpose in the foundation of our faith, we will find that we not only have God to help us through to carry our little burdens, but we also have those in our faith communities to help us when we struggle, like Forky was just doing with Woody. And so maybe you need to hear those words in your life today. Maybe you're struggling with your purpose. You're struggling with how you can live into this kingdom and to participate in this kingdom. And you're struggling and doubting some things in your life. Maybe you need to hear those words from Forky. Everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. You may be in the midst of a, of a pit that you can't find your way out of. Everything's going to be okay. You may not fully understand your purpose at this moment in your life. Everything will be okay. You may be even doubting 
your faith, your love of God, and your love of neighbor, everything will be okay. Because it is this beautiful tapestry that God is weaving together of our lives, bringing all of us together and whispering to all of us, saying, it's going to be okay. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we, we experience the sacred and the secular all the time. God, we spent the last four weeks talking about Toy Story, uh, an animated movie, but yet it had so much meaning for us, so much meaning to our lives. So God, I ask that you would continue to remind us of our sacred worth. Continue to remind us that we have a purpose, that we have a meaning of our lives here, and that is to, to receive your love, to love you in return, and to love our neighbors. As this is the great commandment. And so God, continue to speak to us, even through the midst of the rest of this service and the rest of this week. Continue to remind us of your great love for us and remind us when things are difficult that everything will be okay. Do not fear, for you are with us. Amen.